If you're looking for Pokemon style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E.com for all your Pokemon needs. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is up, everyone? It's me, the Pokemon Cave. Uh, unfortunately, today I'm going to be writing solo. Uh, my co-host is having some audio issues. Um, well, actually, technically sign-in issues uh, leading up to his audio issues. Uh, so, again, writing solo for tonight. But hopefully he'll be back back online for next week. Uh, tonight I have three stories for you. Uh, pretty quick ones, so to speak. Uh, the first one. It is uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet leaks. I know we've been hearing a lot of about this stuff, um, but these ones seem pretty decent. Uh, next up after that, we're going to be talking, or I, I guess I'm going to be talking about uh, the most valuable first edition cards in 2022. And finally, what does Pikachu and BMW have in common? Well, find out and uh, you'll see. So first off, uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet leaks revealed the types of every gym, Elite Four, and Team Star leaders. Uh, apparently, the eight gyms that you will be facing will be as follows. In no particular order, the eight gyms will be Grass, Bug, Normal, Ghost, Ice, Water, Psychic, and Electric. Uh, they have confirmed that the Grass gym leader will be Bracius, um, as the Grass Leader already confirmed for Scarlet and Violet, both sets. Um, now, because this is a open-world game, or will be an open-world game, I'm assuming you will be able to face gyms in whatever order you want, um, so there will not be any scaling uh, as far as having to go from gym one gym two gym three gym four so on and so forth uh and you know there's nothing stopping you going from gym one to gym eight now when it comes to the final four however this is where it gets a little interesting uh the final four of course happens after you defeat the HM leaders uh they will be feature specialists in flying dragon ground and steel type this means with the proper training and a strong ice type Pokemon, players may be able to sweep three out of the four with relative ease as ice is super effective against flying dragon and ground types. So, uh, I mean, yeah, stack up a little bit on grass type or <clears throat> on uh, ice type and, you know, maybe maybe have like two or three ice types, uh, maybe two. And then the rest of your team try and specialize in that final gym, or sorry, the final leader, and something that can be round versatile for the other 
three uh, leaders. As far as Team Star goes for the storyline for them, both in Scarlet and Violet, leaders from that team will use the Fairy, Dark, Poison, Fire, and Fighting types, uh, which is a really wide range. Uh, it's a bit more random than most villain teams. Even if Team Star isn't the most intimidating, it should be noted that Scarlet and Violet are getting an engine Pokemon seen in the recent trailer, but not named. And it's probably tied to the poison leader here. Uh, never, nonetheless, it remains to be seen how accurate this proves and how, if, and where rock types fit in down the road. Next up, we have the 10 most uh, valuable first edition cards in 2022. Uh, of course, with Scarlet and Violet coming out and the new region, there will be brand new cards. I don't think we're going to get ever first edition cards again, like the good old days. But it's interesting to see what these cards go for nowadays. Coming in at 10, we're going to work our way up here, is the first edition base set Shadowless Magneton, which recently sold for $17,067. Uh, Magneton may be one of the last popular electric type Pokemon in 2022 and can often be overlooked. The first edition base set Shadowless Magneton holographic card is worth some serious money to collectors, though. Uh, Magneton was one of the original 151 Pokemon, meaning it was one of the first few electric types to ever be created. It is an extremely rare card that is hard to grade, with only 64 PSA 10s known to exist, making it a highly valuable card. Number 10, still going with the electric um, base here, is 1st edition base set Shadowless Raichu, which sold for 17100 slightly more than the Magneton. I wonder because it's Raichu, you know. As the evolved form of the mascot, Pikachu, Raichu was always going to be a somewhat popular Pokemon out of the original 151 designs and hosting significant nostalgia towards those remembering the early days of Pokemon. Kind of like the Lieutenant Surge kind of stuff. Uh, Raichu also has a significant appearance in the Pokemon anime, which helped boost its popularity among fans. With Raichu's history in the Pokemon franchise and its link to Pikachu, paired with the information that there are only 87 known PSA 10s in existence, there is no surprise for the amount that this card is valued at now. Number 8, sorry. Uh, very interesting one. A 2002 first edition Neo Destiny Shining Charizard. Yeah, Charizard came in at number 8. It only sold for I mean, it, it only sold for, yeah, right. It only sold for $20,250. Uh, I mean, that's a good chunk of change. The Neo sets are often considered some of the best sets ever from the Wizards of the Coast era. Within the set are eight secret rare shining cards, which had an art, the art of a Pokemon in their shiny color patterns with the hollow form on the Pokemon itself. Charizard is a fan favorite Pokemon in general, and widely considered one of the best fire types by fans. Eh, well, no, come on. There's a lot better fire type Pokemon in general. It's just Pokemon, or uh, Charizard's a little favoritism here. It comes as no surprise that Charizard cards were immediately a hit with collectors, and that has only continued to grow over years. I mean, look at what the recent UPC that's coming out. The uh, Charizard UPC. 
Number seven is base set Shadowless Mewtwo. Mewtwo is one of the most iconic legendary Pokemon in the franchise, especially after the significance it played in the first Pokemon movie. Uh, with such an important role, it is easy to see how others find such value in this card. Not only does this card feature an amazing illustration in the same art style as old Pokemon concept art and the first Pokemon movie, but it is also holographic rare, making it one of the more collectible pieces of base set. With 81 PSA 10 copies known in the world, this Mewtwo card is one of the significant rarities and is even more valued. That card sold for recently $22,655. Uh, and actually the Charizard sold for $20,250. Uh, coming in at number six is, I, I don't know how this came up higher. Base set Shadowless Hitmonchan. Uh, <laughs> Recently sold for twenty three thousand one hundred. Uh, although Hitmonchan isn't everyone's first pick for a holographic pull in base set, and the fact that it's commonly disregarded as and overlooked in the Pokemon franchise, there is a unique reason to this card's value. The value of this card comes from the fact that the Hollow Foil area is extensively compared to others in the set, meaning it is extremely hard to grade. There are only fifty six PSA ten copies known in the world which is what makes a good condition Hitmonchan card so rare to come by and has caused such a large value. Number five is good old base set Shadowless Venusaur. Uh, it recently sold for 25000 even. Venusaur is the final evolved form of our good old Bulbasaur and is known as one of the best grass-type Pokemon throughout the entire franchise. I mean, yeah, even Venusaur VMAX and DeVs, those cards are pretty darn good. There's only 138 PSA 10s ever known to exist, but as one of the starter Pokemon trio Final Evolution holographic cards, alongside Blastoise and Charizard, it is easy to see how collectors love to attempt achieving the goal of owning all three cards, making Venusaur one of the most sought-after first edition pieces. Number four is base set Shadowless Chansey. I mean, yeah, I've heard a lot about how people are crazy about Chansey. And for the recent price tag, I can see why. $36,877 for a PSA 10. Chansey is one of the most significant original 151, uh, playing an important role as helper and medical assistant to Nurse Joy, and are found in almost every Pokemon Center. Uh, with only 48 PSA 10s known to exist in the world, it's a very hard card to find uh, in a PSA 10. Number three. Going back to the starters, first edition base set Shadowless Blastoise, $45,100. Uh, <laughs> alongside Venusaur and Charizard, it completes the pricey first edition final starter evolution trio that many collectors aim to achieve. There are only 100 PSA 10 graded Blastoise cards known in existence, making it one of the rare first edition cards. Combined with the fact that so many people have a soft spot for the starter Pokemon and their evolutions, it's understandable how this card is now valued at such an astonishing price. Number two. I mean, this is a really good number two, guys. First edition, 2000, Neogenesis Lugia. Lugia, sorry. So, recently sold for $144,300. It is a extremely well-loved legendary Pokemon Pokemon from the Johto region, one of the most strongest mythical legendary Pokemon 
and was even the main box art legendary Pokemon for Pokemon Silver, the video game. Not only is Lugia a popular Pokemon, but the artwork on this particular card is stunning, showing a sparkle effect on the holographic area surrounding the monster. Because it's a holographic... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Card is extremely hard to grade as well. Uh, with only 43 PSA 10s and 3 Beckett 10s known in existence. That's insane i mean i thought beckett actually gave out tens a little easier than psa i mean correct me if i'm wrong but i mean then again it seems like psa gives out tens for everything and of course number one goes to our good old base set shadowless charizard which recently sold for three hundred and fifty thousand one hundred. uh of course it's one of the big 10 uh, there are only 121 PSA 10s known in existence, with thousands of collectors and Pokemon enthusiasts willing to pay top price to add this special card to their collection. Some individuals are even purchasing Charizard as an investment, as the value is guaranteed to only increase going forward. Well, maybe. That's not necessarily true. I mean, come on now. We all see how cards go up, they go down. They stay the same. You can't just say, oh, it's guaranteed to go up and continue to go up. Um, you you never know. One card, I, I mean, there's going to be cards out there forever that will be worth more than the base set Charizard. I mean, I can think of a few, including a particular uh, quote-unquote YouTuber, influencer, smart-ass POS, who owns a Illustrator card. Um, I mean, I'm not going to get into my feelings of you-know-who, uh, but, you know, like I said, there are many, many cards out there that are worth way, way more. Uh, you know, is is Charizard really the, the main card you should be going after for investments? No, I don't think so. You know, Invest in whatever you want. It doesn't have to be Charizard. I mean, look at my Pokemon room, for instance. It is mostly the Ghastly Evolution line. Is Ghastly, Haunter, and Gengar worth hundreds of thousands of dollars? No. But there are a few Gengar cards that are worth a pretty penny. They're not worth thousands of dollars. But, they're you know, they're worth hundreds. Now, who's to say that? Gengar 
you know, a, a certain Gengar card won't become ridiculously expensive in 10, 20 years. Who knows? I mean, we don't know, right? We just buy what we want and see what happens in the future. I mean, that's all you can really do. Um, you know, I I do it in the best of both worlds. I do collect. I do collect the old stuff that I grew up with. But at the same time, I collect to build sets with my son and daughter. I also buy sets or packs and stuff like that to build decks so I can go into tournaments and, you know, become a better TCG player. Uh, mind you, I just started the TCG journey not too long ago. And, you know, things are doing pretty good. Um, in fact, we, my daughter and I, by we, uh, just finished a weekend, at, well, sort of a weekend. It was condensed to one day because she wanted to keep going. Uh, originally, we were supposed to do 12 games, 12 uh, TCG battles over the course of two days. Uh, essentially, three games in the morning, three games in the afternoon both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we ended up doing all 12 games on Saturday uh, because my daughter was determined to beat me and wanted to just go on a marathon TCG battle. Uh, the winner would have gotten a large trophy, pretty heavy trophy, in fact, uh, with a Pokeball tin uh, with a hole drilled through the, t the, the bottom of it so it could actually sit on top of the trophy properly uh, and then glued together to encapsulate it onto there. A um, couple Pokemon stickers, you know, a Gengar for me and a Eevee on the backside for my daughter. Some advertisement for the Cave Collectibles, who um, is tremendous for me or to me. And, you know, we, we kind of scratched each other's backs here and there. Uh, the second person, or I guess the loser, would get a smaller trophy, much smaller. Kind of looks like your dollar store brand trophy. Uh, it would have a Ghastly and a Vaporeon sticker on it. Again, advertisement for the Cave Collectibles in Irelia, Ontario, Canada. Uh, as well as on the top of it, it had a Pokeball as well. But it was a special Pokeball. It was the one of the original Pokeballs from the Burger King toys way back in the early, early 2000s. If you remember those cool toys, I actually have a full like display unit full of these toys sealed. Um, in fact, I well, I had a couple of them that were I bought that were open. Uh, so I have a couple Pokeballs in there. And uh, so I decided you know, it's already open. The Pokeball's just sitting there. Might as well just stick her on top and it can be like a little nostalgia piece. So that's kind of cool. Uh, at the end of the day, though, uh, the final score was my daughter won zero of the 12 matches and I won all 12. Uh, and this is including me using a couple uh, 2016 World Championship decks that are severely underpowered compared to a modern deck, like severely underpowered, but I still beat her with just, you know, I, and again, uh, I had never ever tried these decks. It was the first time trying these decks. So I had to learn on the go, but 
I mean, going by experience, I mean, I'm an adult. I learned quickly. I realized quickly how the mechanics of this deck was built when the winner chose it or built it. Uh, so I quickly realized exactly what this young guy had done back in 2016. And I used that to my advantage. The final game of the day, game 12, my daughter and I went head to head with 2016 pack each, uh, world championship pack each. Uh, I used the pack that I hadn't used before. She used one of the packs that I smoked her with in the past. And even then, I still came out ahead and beat her with a brand new pack that I had never ever used. Had to learn on the fly and realized very quickly that this pack was built with cards in it designed to be discarded. Uh, meaning he had psychic Pokemon in there with no psychic energy. You know, those psychic Pokemon were used primarily to discard in order to get other cards that you might need to beat your opponent. Uh, it was really cool. If you go to my Instagram channel, you will see uh, all three videos from Saturday. It was it was really fun. Um, caught her a few times cheating and I had to punish her for that. Uh, you know, minor infractions, uh, warnings of saying, you know, if it happens again, I'm going to take a prize card uh, and I will count that as a major infraction. You know, trying to get her set up for the real world of Pokemon TCG. <laughs> uh, and finally, what does Pokemon, Pikachu, and BMW have all in common? Well, after more than 20 years on the scene, the Pokemon company has fielded some wild collaborations. Things like clothes, toys to be expected. But Pokemon has done weirder with vacuum crossovers and more. In the past, the brand has even rolled out promotional cars, such as its Pikachu, Volkswagen, Bug, and Lugia PT Cruiser. Now it seems BMW is ready to jump on the Pokemon hype train, and it provided as much a collaboration with the franchise on a Pikachu-inspired mini Aceman model. The big collab was announced this week, as you can see in the announcement video, um, that is in the above of this uh, story. BMW and the Pokemon Company came together to unveil their special Pikachu-inspired ride. And of course, this sleek car is a fully electric rider that can even hook up to gaming consoles. Yeah. <laughs> the Mini Aceman model will feature a screen in the interior that hooks up to any rider's gaming console. BMW also revealed that Pikachu itself will show up in the car whenever the driver turns on the ignition. The interior screen will show will wow they really spelled things wrong. Will show Pikachu jumping out of a Pokeball. And that's not all. BMW says this vehicle would be able to help gamers play outside of the car as it will come equipped with a built-in projector. So if you like high-tech and Pokemon add-ons, this car was meant for you. Sadly, this mini Aceman is just a concept piece right now, but BMW has not shared any plans to produce these cars for sale. However, fans can always hope, and if design ever hits the mass-produced market, you can expect to see a slew of these rides at Pokemon Go gatherings and conventions. So, I mean, yeah, I would, I would love to see this. Uh, I mean... As everything there that there is with Pokemon and the collaborations, especially these cars, they never really do mass produce these cars. It's usually one-offs for advertisement, right? 
So I think that's what will happen. It will be a one-off card that they will bring to uh, Pokemon events worldwide or in the U.S. or whatever. I don't think it's going to be a mass-produced item. But what do you guys think? Shoot me a message in uh, Instagram um, and tell me what you guys think. Until next time, though, that's going to do it for today. I will see you guys again next week. Uh, to all my Canadian listeners, happy Thanksgiving as I record this. It is actually 9 p.m. on Sunday the uh, 9th, actually, October 9th. Tomorrow, Monday the 10th, is our Thanksgiving. Yes, Americans, we celebrate Thanksgiving a little earlier than you guys. You know, we like to have a little bit of a break before Christmas. Maybe you should get on the same train as us, right? <laughs> Just kidding, guys. But until next time, I will see you guys when I see you. Have a nice night and happy Thanksgiving. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.